not getting what you need as far as the word is concerned. Because this is very, very important. And the Father would not have me uh, take this to you if it wasn't. So if you could go with me to Judges 5, I tell you, um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you because the Holy Spirit is saying a lot of people know that that's in, in church. We were always here. Um, David said, encourage yourself. But the, the church has changed a great deal. Um, we don't do what they would call testimony service like we used to. And some of it I do agree with because people have a tendency of utilizing it to preach to people in the congregation. Or they utilize it to puff themselves up. And so people started putting testimony service on the back burner. Not realizing how important testimony service can be. It don't have to be every Sunday, but even in the scriptures, God said, rehearse. Why? To remind us of what he has done for us. And I'm saying us because in the scriptures, God always say Israel, Israel, Israel. Well, we're his children. And he created the Bible for us. And so when we hear that, we should understand he's talking to us too. Judges 5. You know, God is just good in how he does things. And may we hear the word of the Lord. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abonima, on that day, saying, Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel, when the people willingly offered themselves. Hear, O ye kings, give ear. O ye princes, I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praises to the Lord God of Israel. Lord, when thy wentst out of Syria, when thy marched out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped. The clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted from before the Lord. Even then, Sinai, from before the Lord God of Israel, in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jala, Jala, Jali, the highways were unoccupied, and the travelers walked through byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose. That I arose a mother in Israel. They choose new gods. Then was war in the gates. Was there a shield or a spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? My heart is towards the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people. 
Bless ye the Lord. Speak ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way. They that are delivered from the noise of archers in the places of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts towards the inhabitants of his village, villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. Praise God. Now that's up to chapter, I mean, that's going from verse 1 to verse 11. Even in those times, Deborah was a judge. And they were at war. Now, when you get a chance, please read Judges chapter 5 because it tells the story of how they defeated the king. It tells the story of how a woman did it. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm not right now going into that is because that's not why I'm on the scripture. I'm on the scripture to remind us we need to rehearse. We need to think on the goodness of Jesus. We need to think on the goodness of God, what he has done for us. And the reason why that is so important because when you're going through You need to remember you're not alone. When you're going through, it is hard sometimes to remember you're not alone. And when you're thinking of what God has done for you, it makes a difference in your life. It makes a difference in how you handle things. It makes a difference in how you handle your emotions because you know what God has done for you. I tell people all the time, um, some have a hard time with me because I know who I am. I know I'm Apostle Sharon, but they don't know my history. They don't know what I went through. They don't know what I had to stand and go through even as a child. So, for me, when it was the most vulnerable time in my life, and the father had to literally say to me, don't you ever question me again. As much as I've protected you, taken care of you, and you know what's going on, don't you deny me. Don't you tell nobody you're not because you are. I was 38 years old. And when I found out some things about my health, I was 40. And I had found out that for years, I didn't know. And God was protecting me. He was showing mercy. He was, he was making sure my life was still there. I was breathing. He kept me. And when you know that for yourself, it doesn't matter what nobody else says. 
because you know who God is in your life. And when you want to work for him and do his will, you, you're going to fight. You're going to do what the, thus saith the Lord with all your might. And so I was sitting here thinking, you know, where else can I take them, Lord, to show them that it's good to rehearse, even as the body of Christ, even as the church? We sometimes forget that. It's good to rehearse when your church have stood and prayed and asked God for something and it came about. It's good to rehearse how God blessed his people. It's good to rehearse it. Because honestly, if you read the word of God and you're, and you're really studying Israel needed to rehearse because every time I, I mean every time I turned around and I read the whole I read the whole Bible every time I turned around while I was reading it Israel God would deliver them and he would deliver them big not I mean big and the knuckleheads would sit there and go right back to following somebody else's gods and it was frustrating me. Like, I understood why Moses was mad. And the Holy Spirit had to say to me, you know, you, you're frustrated, but guess what? You've done the same thing. And I was like, how? I ain't, you know, I always put God first. And he said, when, when you didn't do right and you didn't do things in a proper manner, and you sinned against God, what was you doing? You was putting another God before your father. But you don't want to be honest about that, but you're picking on Israel and saying they just ran off when there's times that you've done it. And see, we sometimes we have to put the mirror right in front of us. And look at who we are. And what we've done. But yes. I was frustrated. Because God. Had did so much for them. And they kept. Going back. To something else that. Was not. And one of the things I really. Realized was they ain't do what God said do. He said rehearse. Keep talking about it. He had them write it in a book. The things, the um, the wars and how they won them. He created feasts for certain things to remind them of who they are and what God has brought them out of. And yet, they still and, and was doing things the wrong way so as I was looking 
The first one that came to mind was Exodus 12. And you're probably saying to yourself, well, Sharon, we know about this. But the problem is we know it, but we don't do it. We do it sometimes. And they should have been doing it even more to remind themselves. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it, and they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until morning, and that which remaineth of it until morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord." And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. And ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations, ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Even in this manner, 
The father wanted them to remember. It makes a difference. Especially when you're going through. Because if you remember, if you go further down. Um, <laughs> as they was leaving, didn't Pharaoh start chasing them? And they were upset and they were panicking. They ain't even remember what God just did. God just smite the firstborn of Egypt. How is it that you going to get scared now? He's God. But I get it because when something is chasing you or I'll be real with you. You have a utility bill. You know that you late. You know that, hey, I only got 10 days to pay or it's going to get shut up. But, yeah, God paid your rent. God has somebody bring you food. I'm, I'm calling this out. God made sure you have your job, but you still panicking about that one bill instead of taking it to the Father and saying, Lord, I thank you. You, you. you paid my rent. Father, I thank you for paying my car note. Lord, I thank you for bringing the food to my house. Father, I'm still in need. I have one more bill, and this is a utility bill, Lord. I'm not going to get my paycheck as soon as I need it to pay this utility bill. Father, I need you to intervene. And I believe by faith it is so. So I thank you, God, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. That was for somebody. You have to realize God didn't give us the word of God for nothing. Even when we read it, we're rehearsing it. He's reminding us, even with everything that's going on, the increase as far as food, the increase as far as housing, the increase as far as trying to get a, a vehicle. God is still God. He plagued Egypt and covered Israel. God will take care of his people. Things are changing, yes, but obey God. Do what he says do. And the father says, okay, um, Sharon, I'll talk to myself. This is what I want you to do. Summertime is coming, but I know some things are going to change. I want you to start a tomato garden, and then I want you to preserve the tomatoes. And I want you to give them out to families who need it. Because tomato sauce go a long way. And that's probably somebody going to pick that up too. And I got to obey God. I have to build it. Why? Because even if I only feed five families... Because that's all I had was to feed five families. I still did what the father told me to do. 
And we got to learn how to be obedient. We have to learn how to not think that we have to do things so big. Do what the Father tells you to do. There may be something that or a neighbor that needs you and your head is stuck on. I got to build this big project in order for it to come about when that neighbor is right next door needing a bag of food. Um, we have to learn to hear from God because even in the little things, God will bless us. Our ministry is about benevolence as well. And when the Father said to me, the apostolic spirit, which is a sent one spirit, not everybody that comes in our ministry are apostles, but they walk in the apostolic spirit. And so God said, when you when they go out, when I send them out, don't panic. Because that's what I want them to do. I want them to build where I sent them. And if it's only two or three people and you take care of something that I said take care of, then you did your job. And I had to realize that even in the small, if we stay responsible, if we stay reliable, if we do what the Father say do, he will increase. But we got to learn how to be responsible even in the small things. And at times you need to, to rehearse to yourself. When you need it, what did God do? He blessed you. So if you know that God could bless you in a small thing and you have something that you could give to another, ask God. Father, who you want me to give this to? That's how real it is. I, I And I, I can talk about myself. I was in the shelter one time, and the Lord said, feed the families. And I said, feed the families? Because I had a kitchen, and he said, feed the families. They're not getting what they need, and especially feed them breakfast on the weekends so that's what I did I fed all the families everyone that was in the shelter on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings and and when we had enough and I could do a big dinner I did a big dinner and guess what people started bringing stuff to me and saying, Apostle, yeah, I, they ain't even call me Sharon, I, Apostle, can you make this for us for dinner? And I would cook and be a blessing. See, even in the situation, I didn't stop being Apostle. I was still Apostle. There was things that happened there that God showed them we are the people of God 
and he will protect us and he will keep us. And I thank God for it, but he reminded me how many times I helped families, how many times I helped evangelists who wanted to go out in the streets and talk to those who was on drugs, had AIDS, but they didn't want it to be, they wanted to be kind of homey. So I would make like a big pot of ham hocks with beans. Yeah, I think I'm joking, but southern food is on point. Cornbread and cookies. And we would kid up the plates. And see, when they went, and they went to people's houses, they could eat together because one day knew who made the food and it made a difference and people began to open up and they was receiving Jesus Christ now I wasn't the one out there preaching I was the one at home cooking and I had babies so I couldn't just go out there but I taught them and I did what does save the Lord and God bless so when I get stirred up and I feel like, oh, oh Lord, what am I going to do? You know, this has occurred. God reminds me, I blessed you in that situation. What makes you think I can't bless you now? So it makes a difference to rehearse the word. Rehearse the word. So that you can stand. I'm going to go to the last one. Which is Exodus 17. Exodus 17. And as you turn into Exodus 17. I just want to give you a little story. Uh, I probably told it before. But it's, it's, it's important. I was at my daughter's house, and there was an elder, and she came before my face, and so I prayed. But then I went into what seemed like a trance, a trance, and I began to see a vision. And I seen myself standing, and I felt all these people around me. And then I fell to my knees. And when I hit my knees, I looked down. I could see shoes, feet, legs, pantyhose, knee highs, aprons, skirts, dresses. And I'm like, what in the world? But then all of a sudden... This heavy anointing fell on me. And I began to hear the saints praying, the older mothers praying. And they were praying so hard, I fell out on the floor. And I said, Lord, you know, what, what is this? And, and the Father reminded me. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. 
even if they're not on this earth. Because at Brown Town, Brown Holy Tabernacle, there was, every time I turned around, they were snatching me up and putting me in prayer. I mean, the pastor could be preaching, and if one of, uh, I know, one of the evangelists, she looked at me, and the Holy Spirit told her to pray, they would snatch me up, take me back in the choir room, and everybody would be praying over me. Now, I was a kid. I didn't understand it then. I didn't know what was going on. And the Father reminded me how much they prayed for me. And even though they're not here, their prayers still last. Because they prayed the word over me. And I thank God because he showed me I wasn't alone. And that someone was praying for me. And that those words have not been voided. They are still with power over my life. So we're going to go to Exodus 17 and 14. I know I talk a lot about myself. I'd rather talk about me than to um, put somebody else's stuff on blast. <laughs> uh, I don't believe in that. I, I, I really don't. Um, it, there's too many people in the Bible, <laughs> too many examples <laughs> that you get. If, if, if you got to be picking on a person or calling a person out, that means you ain't study. Because if you study, you're going to see exactly whom God is talking about. Now, if I'm stepping on your toes and I'm preaching the word, can't help you. Because I got to speak what thus saith the Lord. And if it steps on your toes, then good. Because guess what? I don't know what's going on with you. I'm only speaking what thus saith the Lord. And if it's stepping on your toes, then that means you need to make some changes. And I say that not only for me, but any pastor that is preaching the gospel... And you know they don't know your business. And they stepping on your toes. Don't assume somebody told them your business. Because God will be all in your house. And if he's chastising you through the word. It's because he loves you. And he wants you to come up. And he wants you to grow up. So don't sit there. And always blame the pastor because your toes are being stepped on you better thank God that he loves you that much because he's our father and he does chastise us he it says in the word that he chastised those whom he loved and he loves us he loves us Exodus 14, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before, y'all know these words, Pephanoroth, between Mig Migdol and the sea, over against Baal Zephon, before it shall 
before shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land, and the wilderness have shut them in, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants were turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him, And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord heartened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand, but the Egyptian pursued after them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen, and his army, and overtook them encamping by the sea, beside Pilhareth before Bazaphon. <laughs> and when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt. See, look at that. Hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them, no, see them again no more forever. Amen. The Lord shall fight for you. Hallelujah. And ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ die unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift thy up thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground, through the midst of the sea. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Look at God. They complained. They panicked. They just had a miracle. They just had a great miracle. So they're going to turn around now. 
and say that Moses wanted to take them out in the wilderness to die. He might as well have left them in Egypt. But don't we do that sometimes? God will bring us out of something. And then when something looked like it's going to occur, we panic and say, well, maybe I should have went in this direction. Maybe I didn't hear from God the right way. And that, and it's not true. It's just you panicking. That's what happened with Israel. Go to Exodus 17, and then I'm going to be closing out. That, that was Exodus 14, chapter 14. This is Exodus 17. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journey according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in reed for them. And there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore, huh, hold up. I'm trying to make sure that I, I didn't write down the wrong scripture. Oh, no, I did. Okay. Wherefore, the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide with me? Wherefore do you tempt God? Oh, tempt the Lord. <laughs> and the people thirst there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thy has brought us out of Egypt to kill us, and our children and our cattle with thirst? Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thy smotest the river, take it in thy hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horebel, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel, he called the name of the place Masai and Meribah because of the chiding of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rebah. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon, and Aaron st and her stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book. 
and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Melech from under heaven. And Moses built the altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For he said, because the Lord have sworn that the Lord would have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So even in that, he told Moses to write it in a book, a memorial for Joshua. Now, again, you read Exodus 17. Israel started crying about water, and every time you turn around, they crying and saying that somebody want them to die. That makes no common sense, and y'all know it. Because that's like throwing it back in God's face. And that's why Moses, he just, he had a hard time with them. Because he couldn't understand why they kept getting upset. And everything was always about them dying and their children dying. You brought us out here to die. And they know that ain't what was occurring. They knew that. But sometimes we get stuck in our ways. Verses 1 through 16, sweetie. <laughs> you got to put verse 1 through 16. It's saying 116. Um. Anyway, it's important that we understand everything that God has for us he means to do for us and we need to really I, I encourage you to keep a journal because of the things uh, no problem prophetess because of the things that are going on keep a journal of how and what God has blessed you with. So that when those times come. And, and you can't think. You have something to go to. And you won't have to think. Because you can read it. And practice it in your ear. Read it out loud. So that your faith will be built up. It's important that we understand. God's word doesn't lose power. And that's why it was so important for me to realize that the prayers of the righteous that had been over my life and still is over my life, that the prayers, it says the prayers of the righteous develop much. That don't mean it loses power because they're not here physically. Because it's not just them. It's the word of God. It's the anointing of God. So, you have to understand. You called? Go forward. Believe God. He got you. Because he said it's in Hebrew 11, 1 through 2. Now, Hebrew 11 is like the faith chapter. You read Hebrew 11, it'll take you right down to history. But the first two verses is, is what I'm, I'm talking about. And it says, now, for, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good report. 
So we have faith. We're going to obtain a good report. Because we're going to stand. Uh, praise God. I hope this word was a blessing to you. I believe so. And I just want to say to you, trust God. He's brought you this far. He's going to bring you through. We are this afternoon, prayerfully, we will be having communion service. And we will be doing what Jesus done, Passover. We say communion, but it is the Passover. And it's rehearsing, reminding us that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He came up, he rose up the third day. He paid the price for us. And we need to realize how important that is. And so this evening, um, those who are, you know, Ecclesia tribe, we will be coming together and prophetess will be bringing us a word. And I'm so grateful for all the things God is doing in our lives. I'm going to close out in prayer. Again, read chapter, uh, Hebrew chapter 11. It is a faith chapter. That's why I call it. And um, it will bless you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless your holy name, God, because without you, Father, we can't do nothing. We magnify your name, O oh Lord. Father, we pray for those who don't know you, don't know Jesus, don't know the Holy Spirit. We pray the prayer of salvation. We say, Father, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins, Father. Come into our hearts. Wash us clean, O Lord. And, Father, we commit to you our lives to do your will. We bless your name, Lord, and we magnify you, O God. Lord, we love you. 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 And we bless your holy name. Father, I pray for every leader today that's going up to bring forth the word. That you will bless them, Father. Bless my spiritual father and uh, mentors, oh God. Lord, we just thank you. And we love you. And we ask, Lord, take us through this week. Father, bless all those who are looking for a job. Bless all those who are looking for housing, God. Even in the midst, Lord, I know. I know there is nothing too hard for you, Lord. And Father, we thank you for the increase in our ministry, oh God. Lord, we bless your holy name. Lord, we... we are going to do your will. Your will will be done. And Father, we thank you this day.
Now, Lord, I ask that you bless your people and keep them, Lord, through the week as they go to and fro. And we just love you and we magnify your holy name. And we ask all this in Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen and amen. So, bless the Lord. Um, I'm just excited about what the Father is about to do and how he's doing it. We have a couple of areas we're going to be opening up. And I am exceedingly excited because, like I said, don't be scared to start off small. Because what I realize is when you try to do something big and you're not ready for it, it can mess you up. And I did something very big and was not ready for it. And yes, it messed me up. But this time, I learned my lesson. <laughs> and this time is different. Um, it's very different because I have the support of God's people. I have my husband. I have family. I have the ministry. And we have we have very powerful people in the ministry. So I know God's going to get the glory for everything. And even our church families over in Africa, we're getting ready to send things that they need. And I thank God because they are so faithful. They stand with me and they have never left me. So we are... Like I said, we're not super big, but we're powerful. And the things that God has for us to do, we, we will do and have done. So God bless you. I'm Apostle Sharon South of Apostolic Prophetic Global Network, which you guys will see soon, APGN. And the Senior Pastor of Ecclesia Tribe, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for all that you do. God bless y'all.